0: Most people wait too long and something happens, a CPL is uh, or a judgment, and it, it's a wake-up call. Something is forcing the issue. People, I hate to say it, are not proactive. It's like a freight train coming and saying, oh, I've got plenty of time to walk across the street. After a certain point, that freight train's a little too close to walk.
1: Welcome to the Tom Story Show with Steve Carrish and Tom Story, where we discuss everything real estate or whatever else is on our minds.
2: back everybody to another episode of the tom story show this is your sunday weekly real estate roundup podcast and we appreciate you being here if you're watching us on youtube i want to say thank you if you have not already make sure to subscribe to the channel and like this video if you learn anything new today if you're listening on the audio platforms well i hope you have a great day and make sure to leave us a review on apple Podcasts if you have not already into today's show. This is another in-person kind of special episode here. Um, Randy West has joined us. Randy is a licensed insolvency trustee, which for me means people that are close to bankruptcy call you or they're in a tough spot. Is that basically what it is or can you clear that up for me?
0: That's quite good. Okay. Uh, The average person is what I call struggling with their debt versus their ability to, to service that debt.
2: Gotcha. So, The reason why we wanted to have you on the show, other than Steve just singing your praises to me for a while and having a long relationship with Steve, which I'm so sorry you've had to know him for this (laughs) many years. Um, It's been tough.
1: Yeah, well, I I get it. I get (laughs) it. I was thinking about this. It's at least 13 years now. Yeah, maybe well, just, maybe well, more. more than that with, yeah. it was with Chris, Chris it, yeah. even further back yeah. so how I met Randy is his office uh was next to our old office that's how I met him mm-hmm. uh but also through Chris and then Chris and you like went to the same school way back yeah and then we had sort of parted ways
0: for 25 years <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then we actually met in the hallway <laughs> yeah
1: and so oh uh, really yeah. what what's we had the same building yeah, yeah what's interesting is um I've been exposed to Uh, some people in some pretty bad financial positions as a result of helping Randy's clients uh, over the years. Um, A lot less of it recently, but that's why I wanted to have him here is because... If you're looking for doom and gloom credit stories, <laughs> this is the best ones you're going to get. So this is going to go really well in the YouTube <laughs> algorithm, uh, you're, the stories that you're going to tell us. but um, And then it, it's, it's also like whenever I get on the phone with Randy to talk about a, a situation or one of his clients or whatever, the conversation just goes forever talking about what's going to happen, what could happen. Yeah. So I'm really glad you agreed to do this.
0: Okay. Well, hopefully it will be good.
2: <laughs> so, and... Basically, the last 18 months, we've seen so much uncertainty with interest rates, with people's finances. And I think as it started to happen, a lot of people were actively saying, this is not going to be a soft landing. This is going to end bad. But it hasn't yet. And we've seen a little bit of things pop up, but no one's willing to talk about it. Like No one that's going through these stressful situations is going to come on and talk to us on the podcast, but we know they're talking to you. So I'd love to get your perspective on just, I guess, general feeling on your years in this career. Are you having more conversations now than you used to? Is it not as bad as it used to be? i just love to know like kind of where we're at in terms of how long you've been doing this.
0: Uh, I've been 30 years. <clears throat> and uh, basically, it's it's been up and down, depending on the cycle, for 30 years. The pandemic actually slowed insolvencies by 50%. Wow. Um, people had more money. They were doing less. Uh, they were getting money from the government, etc. cetera. Um, a lot of things just changed. Also, more than, more than anything, the government stopped collecting for a while. Mm. Uh, the, the CRA, uh, sorry if you're listening, but <laughs> the CRA basically did not really collect for a while or push, as well as the creditors themselves did not push. Hmm. So people had a, a bit of a, a, a free ride for a while. Interesting. Now we're seeing both changing rapidly. CRAs back, uh, They're closing accounts, freezing accounts. Um, creditors are much more aggressive. We're now seeing court actions again. Uh, it's back to, I won't say it's back to the levels we saw before, because it takes time for that to trickle through, but the actions are, the collection actions are back.
2: Interesting. I didn't realize that. So over the pandemic, they were basically just letting people be and... There was enough going on that they weren't pushing like they were before. Well, The
0: average right across Canada insolvencies dropped fifty percent. Crazy. And, and 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 when I I don't mean necessarily by every single municipality sure. the same, but I'm just saying it it dropped and then it it hovered at like forty to uh it, it dropped and then it came back a bit. But even today, we're for us anyway, we're we're probably about forty percent of what we were pre pandemic.
1: And so what I noticed huh. is because when Randy phones me with a client and says, Hey, this person needs to maybe list or whatever, I want to say now it was coming out of a as well. Cause when I met Randy, it was kind of just after that. So there could have been a factor there, but I want to say we used to help your clients three a year. On average. Oh, probably. At least, yeah. And I don't think you've sent me a deal. You haven't sent me any reports. I know he's been trying. No, I actually have sent you a few. <laughs> <laughs> but like nobody that, um, we, we don't do the transactions together that we used to. Right. Because right? through different processes, maybe the homeowner sells, maybe Randy actually has to take over okay, the properties.
0: So right. If I can, I'll interject there. Yeah. What happened is, as we all know, interest rates dropped. Yeah. Interest rates spurred people saying, I want to buy. So suddenly we had this massive growth, and prices went up as you know, almost thirty percent between two two twenty uh, to two twenty three. Yep. And now they've sort of hovered. Okay, but so a lot of people have come to us, cash poor, like they're they're struggling, mm-hmm. and but their place has gone up, yeah. and so obvious a lot of times they're not actually insolvent. Right. Their assets are greater. So I have nothing to send you, Steve. I'm mm-hmm. not ignoring you.
2: <laughs> so they so
0: I'm I'm actually referring you parties to sell their home, but it's
1: not Because paid.
2: they're not at that they're point not, yet where they're forced to they're do it. They're not
1: insolvent. So what's happening is it's only if there's nothing left. A yeah. lot of the time where Randy can actually get involved. Otherwise, it's go sell your property.
0: Or no, or we uh sometimes if there's creditors have gotten and put CPLs and, and other judgments against property so they can't sell their property, um, then I will go in to remove that, etc. cetera. Um, so the, it, it depends on what's going on. What we're finding is, uh, and I hope mortgage brokers don't get mad at me about this, but one of the biggest problems we're seeing right now is the amount of parties who are still in variables and their mortgage broker was mm-hmm. persuading them to stay in. And all I can say is, is when it was at 2%, what were you thinking? Um, we have this argument. Yeah, we talk time. about this all the time. So, uh, the, move so to I've degree. got a guy uh, right now who, you know, he bought way back in two twenty one. Yep. He he had the ability to go in at very low rates, and now he's suffering at a variable rate. And he's just every time the Fed changes things, <laughs> yeah, he cringes. So this is really scary for him. You know, he's gonna his property's gone up a yeah. hundred and. $50,000 from when he bought it, which is nice, but he still may lose the property because he can't afford to keep it.
2: It's interesting. So what what's the path in terms of, okay, someone is having a tough time financially, right? They're getting to the point where they can't afford things. Well, he's it's, he's paying his
0: mortgage. No, for him, I know, not yeah. not paying
2: his credit cards. Uh, okay. Okay, oh, so if you okay. think about it,
0: which one's got the higher interest rate? Yeah, the credit card. The credit card. Yeah. But the one thing is nobody wants to lose their mor- a home. So they pay their they mortgage. They pay the mortgage first. Because they don't want to. So it, it gets into this situation where you suddenly become a, a problem. He wants to do a proposal, which is a, 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 not a bankruptcy. It's okay. a, a, a negotiated settlement between the creditors. And But the problem is his equity, upwards of $100,000 equity. Yeah. So he's going, well, how do I keep the home? Because the creditors would get that equity in a bankruptcy. Mm. So I have to finance that and do the proposal. So it, it becomes a struggle. And, yeah. and, and and the worst thing is, is, um, I can't predict, you can't predict, we all can't predict. When is the interest rate going to stop coming up? But more importantly, how fast are they going to come down?
1: Probably and, slow and when slow. they come down. Yeah, we all agree with that. Yeah.
0: But what is a good rate? Is 4% going to be the now good rate? I hope so. Uh, so do I, but what I'm saying is, at the same time, it might be two or three years till before we get we get a, a, a what I call a five year rate at four percent, mm-hmm. and and a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. So I'm seeing uh, already I'm having the question where people are coming up with mortgages which are going to be renewing because not everybody had done a five year, where they're going how wow I have to renew and I don't know what to do, and I've been so far saying look at at the rates they're already at, you may want to stay variable because I'm hoping that you're stopping and then going down, or you'd go a, a short term two year or or a one year or something like that. But the problem is is the that's quite a, a lot of times the two year is quite expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So it it's it's this game.
2: We talk about this all the time. Like my <laughs> I'm fine financially, just to be clear, but my mortgage is coming up January next year. Okay, um, because he took a one year. I took a there. one year uh, I've always rode variable before that, but I bought okay. this new house. And anyways, and it by by the way, it worked for me for a long, long time, right? Oh, no, variable. it did. But I'm gonna ask you the question. Yeah.
0: When it hit 2%, what were you thinking?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was <laughs> like so it doesn't go lower. <laughs> when the it's a good, it's a good point. That that property I had it on was my last property, and I sold that property, and the penalty I'd have to do the math, but the penalty would have been to take a five-year fix. Selling that would have been very high. So I'm happy I had the variable when I sold that one because it was just three months interest. Okay. But the new house I bought, I took a one-year fix. This was January last year. I got it under 5%. I was like, let's just see how this plays out here. Yeah. Now it's coming up. And if I, but I'm struggling because I'm like, I don't want to take a five-year fix at.
0: Oh, I, I would never recommend a five-year
2: at this th- point. This guy is.
0: No, not uh, no, a <laughs> five-year today is what? Six and a half?
2: No. Well, five, eight, five, eight five, nine, five, something, five eight nine. Like, okay. So.
0: I guess it depends on the person, but yeah. what I'm saying is, is a five year out from now, I don't see 6%. Uh, agreed. And I don't even see 6% two years out. Right. So I, I, I'd be going probably either saying, what's the difference if I go variable now? Yeah. And what is variable today? What's it, six and a half plus. Is it that high? Yeah. High? yeah exactly. Prime
2: yeah. is 6.9 something. Yeah. Or it might be over 7 when this podcast comes out. Be.
0: So, you know, I mean, if you could do it maybe a two year at, I don't even know what a two year is now. 529. Which isn't that bad. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you're you're locking some, uh, what I call security in your mind of what do I have to pay? Yeah. The, the real challenge is when you have a situation where you don't know what you're going to be paying and it could change. Yep. And then- you know, as we all know, everything else is going up. So I've already heard him from people saying they're they're screaming about their property tax going up. Well, Surrey's going way up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we don't know if we've got RCMP or what government <laughs> or, or, or what yeah. police force. So we, everybody's got to pay for these things. We've got um, municipal problems in, in Surrey and all of areas where the the growth has been so rapid. Mm-hmm. That now the municipality is outgrowing its infrastructure. So now they need more hospitals, more schools, more of this. So all that's going to be paid for. So again, you're going to have property tax go up. Yeah. So everybody's sort of going like, well, hold it. These are all going up. How am I going to pay for all these things? And I'm, I, I'm of the opinion that we're going to go through some real structural pain. And because a lot of people right now are riding it nicely because they've had this rapid rise. They go, "Wow, I'm a winner, uh, number one," and and they bought and they did win. No, no doubt about sure. it. But I'm But so, future is if you were buying now, what can you expect? And I'm going to say higher property tax in the future. Yeah. Uh, the governments are all running deficits. You, you, we're not going to be seeing any tax decreases. <laughs> um, if anything, it's going to be paying more. Um, there's talk by the various governments of trying to really police more the, what I call, rental units in homes, mm-hmm. which right now they've not done a good job
2: of. Like there's a lot of not legal rental units, is that what you mean? Well, not declared incomes. Oh, Okay. Well, right, yeah, fair. How many people are paying cash to their
0: landlords? Right. No. And, and and so a lot of times those loans are fully paid off mm. and and they're paying. I, we all know of them. And, and so the government right now has never really gone after that in a big way. If they did, do you know what I'm saying? Th- th- then the attractiveness of mm. that property just, hey, well, I've got to now pay taxes. Now I've got to deal with the land, you know all these other issues. So the, it, what I'm saying is, when I look at the real estate, I'm I'm sort of going like, have we seen the best of times?
2: Mm. I know that's not what you want to hear. Well, it might but, be true. Uh, no, but, but I'm interested. But the last decade was the growth phenomenal. we saw was insane. Like yeah,
1: and it can't be sustained. You're right. Right. But when we had a conversation uh, a couple weeks back, Randy, you said I'm really worried about the future of the real estate market. Is kind of the basis mm-hmm. of it. But what I'm wondering is, are you worried because? you think things are going to get even more unaffordable or are you worried that prices are going to crash? Both. I see it more unaffordable for the low guy.
0: Yeah. Because the guy who's the multimillionaire, he's not really affected. He's paying cash. He doesn't have a mortgage. I I mean, or he's really not affected. Yeah. And there's only so much product. And so they can go out there and just buy it up. The little guy who's, what I call subject to the mortgage and subject to property tax and subject to strata fees and all these things that they don't control. And then on top of that, the, just the cost of living has changed. You're really having changes that are, you're, I'm just saying you're, you've only got so much money to spend. Mm-hmm. How do you uh, afford this all? Yeah. And, and and I can see a lot of people having what I call a home uh, and, um, they're paying down. It would be back. It's like my first home I bought. It's actually the only home I bought. Um, we bought in 94. Okay. We thought the interest rates were actually good at the time.
2: What, were, was, what was it in 94? <laughs> Believe it or
0: not, I locked in at 9% okay. thinking it was a good rate. Yeah. Wow, well, I guess it was compared to <laughs> late 80s or so early 90s. Let yeah. everybody know. I'm not an economist. I do not know interest rates. But we had the benefit. Of because nine percent, everything was cheap. Our real estate, our townhouse was three hundred grand, three twenty. When interest rates fell, and they didn't fall until roughly two thousand, they they sort of hovered. Yeah, but they didn't fall quickly, and it was two thousand onwards that they really started really dropping you had the six and a half which we thought was just gold at the time yeah. so we locked again yeah stupid me <laughs> so then they went down to like four yeah. then they i, I said that can't go lower than four and they did uh and so you know maybe i was stupid enough. maybe they would have gone lower than two i don't believe they would have but anyway what i'm saying is is that i'm very good at picking wrong <laughs> I, I like to know though what i'm going to pay exactly
2: that's that's, that's steve's opinion. mindset too
0: and what i did when our mortgage is we paid lumps every anniversary yep and the best mortgage is no mortgage and guess what we we were mortgage free within 10 years of buying place but we had no life for 10 years
2: <laughs> we're, was no, it worth it damn right okay uh
0: because if you think about um even today at five percent Mortgage. Sure, if you're going to earn that money and then pay tax on it, you'd have to have a like a eight eight percent, right? So this is a guaranteed investment. Hmm. In a sense, it's a guaranteed investment paying down your mortgage because you're paying it down with after tax dollars,
2: mm-hmm. right? So
0: uh, if you're guaranteeing a six and a half, let's say your mortgage is six percent right now, that's almost depending on what tax rate you're at, a guaranteed investment of ten percent.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: You can't get that in the stock market.
2: That's a good point. W- so
0: I'm I'm a, a person who wants to protect the home. Uh I, I do play the stock market. I but it was after my mortgage was gone. Hmm.
2: Um Is there any part of you that wished in the late nineties you bought up more properties? Instead of just paying, de- like just to play the other side, because I was thinking, because I can tell by the way right away why you guys are really you get along really well because you think the exact same.
1: <laughs> we're pretty conservative, yeah, yeah. on the finances.
2: On the finances, <laughs> looking back at where house prices are now, where they were when you bought your fir- when you bought the oh, place at ninety four, it's I, like
0: I wish to hell I had bought a house. Okay, and, and but at the same time, I was running my career. I didn't want to do the housework. I didn't want to do all the things. We had a great location, and we thought like. We don't need to move. Yeah. Why do we want to move just
2: so we're in a house to say we're in a house? But what about not even the next house for you, but uh, just investment properties? This episode of the Tom Story Show is brought to you by doormat.ca. Everyone is looking for a real estate lawyer that they can trust. So in Ontario, you're going to need a real estate lawyer to close a property. So whether you're buying or selling, you're gonna need a real estate lawyer to help you. Doormat is Ontario's real estate lawyer now. Now, it's an online real estate law firm. So it's basically taking. Uh, what you've experienced before with real estate lawyers to the 21st century. And it brings transparency and simplicity to the real estate transaction, which typically for a lot of people is like a black box. They don't really know what's going on. They're like, has the transaction actually closed? Well, Doormat is gonna make that
1: a lot better for you moving forward. With Doormat, you get a personalized dashboard that enables you to track the progress of your closing, share information with your lawyer as needed and access important documents whenever you need them. Use Doormat to close your real estate transaction in Ontario and you get a real estate lawyer with personalized service and a custom dashboard to help you stay on top of everything that is happening with your purchase or sale. If you're buying or selling a property in the province of Ontario, Canada, reach out to doormat.ca today and tell them that you heard about their services on the tom story show
2: i've looked at a lot of these programs before and Dormat knows what they're doing i would highly recommend them and i hope you check out their services and now back to the show or just buying i,
0: I never wanted to be a, a landlord okay. uh largely um if i want to play that i can i can buy a, you know a um, broadway read or, or, sure. or a whole bunch of reads
2: without getting your
1: hands dirty without yeah.
0: and and I've heard stories. Uh, you wouldn't believe the stories I've heard. Let's talk about some of them. <laughs> well, wow, here,
1: here's why I wanted to have you here. Um, so on my YouTube channel, I did put out a video that was clickbait of an article. And it was co- it was titled something like 35% of uh, Canadians are about to go bankrupt um, by the Bank It was of the Canada. Bank of Canada is going to oh, be increasing rates, whatever. They're
0: two months from insolvency. So,
1: so this was, well, this was uh, before the first rate increase. Okay. Uh Bank of Canada is about to bankrupt 35% of Canadians, is what it was called. It got two hundred and twenty thousand views. Then a year later I did a follow up uh basically saying, hey guys, didn't happen, obviously. Right. Yeah. That one has forty thousand views or whatever it is, right? Some crazy amount of views. But you see it. So what I want to hear right now is think about in your brain. You said when we walked in the door, you got a couple of kind of crazy stories. Obviously, I don't know what you can and can't share. But, but I, I
0: won't share names.
1: <laughs> no, for sure not. For sure not. But just think about the overall general situation of somebody that's in. Okay, so let's scary
0: right now? I've got one file where a person has done very well. 2001 came along, they bought a, a pre built condo. Okay. It's to complete in 224. Yep. Since then, their econ- they had the problem of being in a business that failed. They have personal guarantees up the yin yang, and they want to keep this property. The property has gone up in value, Mm. but they will no longer. They they don't have a stable job. They won't qualify. for- They can't close on it. Where they're going to? Well, it's not even. We're at two twenty four completion. Okay, so So it's it's not not even at that stage, but they've got debts of almost three hundred thousand because of their business failures. Probably more than that actually, because we haven't included CRA there. Um, so the director's liabilities will also come through. I'm just talking yep. trade creditors at that sure. point. So they want to keep this property. But I, as I told them, I said, you've got this property that's gone up in value because the pre-sale value was 500,000. The new properties, even though they're still not sold, yeah. in in theory, he could assign the property for about 620. Okay. So he's done really well. Yep. Plus he had 100,000 in there. Okay. So he's got almost like you know, before selling costs, yeah. almost what, one ninety two hundred thousand dollars yep. equity. So you're thinking this guy's great. He wants to keep it. But when he went through the numbers, he said, Man, nobody's gonna qualify me. I don't have a stable job. He's self employed, he's got no history, he's got a failed business. Right. It is his history. Mm-hmm. So his wife and him are going, like, what do we do? Okay. Um, we're we're doing a restructuring, and I won't get into sure. much more about his. But I literally got off the phone with him, and another guy phoned me, panicked, because his is he's got a place over in Brentwood area, in Burnaby, and he's got a closing coming up. And as you know, the pre built you can't qualify, or as you're going to tell me right now, he didn't qualify. Mm-hmm. He left it open yeah. until three months before. Yeah. And so now he's going... I don't qualify at the rates today. The 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 stress test doesn't get me there, yep. my cash flow doesn't get me there. What do I do? He doesn't want to lose the property. He's already sold his property on the condition of moving into this one. Wow. And if he breaks the deal it, it, it you've got the domino effect. Right. Uh, there's a whole bunch of problems. So as you can see this just keeps going so this is he's stressed amazingly high (laughs) um we don't know what we're doing with him yet we're still gathering information but there's a lot of people who have got pre built we're now getting calls where they don't know if they're going to be able to complete Hmm. and so i it's going to be interesting now you can do the spiel i think on royal bank was it i think
1: rbc has a pre-sale uh
2: depending uh, on the developer they do well they will hold the rate for a long for time. For many years. For many, many years.
1: Yeah, yeah. But they're the only one that I know publicly that's talked about that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, but, that's, but that only matters. But nobody does that in presale. Yeah. Nobody actually goes. When they go into a presale center, they don't go to do their due diligence. No, no.
2: In, in, uh, in my market, you have to show the developer a pre-approval letter. Oh. And yeah. and they they want full approvals these days. We so it's not Now I don't know every developer, but in Toronto it is more more strict on it. But, I've but it was this...
0: easy to get a pre-approval when it was interest rates in 221. Fair enough. <laughs> it was how couldn't you get a pre-approval?
2: Yeah. So
0: now which rates are what? So, so how do, time so how
2: do they close?
0: Well, what we're looking at is is and this is, I've talked to Steve about, is selling uh, or, or so- assigning the agreement yeah. as part of a restructuring. Yeah. He's going to lose the property. We, we already know we, okay. he's going to lose it. The question is, is how do we mitigate or get the best we can for him and, you know, et cetera, et cetera.
2: And even that as the best possible solution, like, again, I can't speak to out here, but in Toronto, assignment market is quiet. No one's buying an assignment well, unless you're buying less than they paid. There's Apparently,
0: when I started doing some research on this, there's three different companies that are now literally advertised. They're the realtors that yeah. go after that. Yes.
2: And it's a tough gig. It's very hard to move. I, I would think
0: it's extremely tough. Yeah. Because how as Steve pointed out, sometimes the assignment agreement, you're not allowed to advertise.
2: Yeah, not publicly on MLS. Or even assign sometimes. Sometimes I won't even let you well, assign
0: it. Well, most of the agreements I've seen so far say you can assign, but fee. the realtor uh, or the contractor has a fee, number one, yeah. and they must approve the deal. Yes. But uh, from what I've discussed with lawyers, they've all stated that they can't unreasonably withhold that approval.
2: Mm.
0: Now, so In other words, it's almost yeah. a given approval, but they just have to be informed.
2: Now, this specific situation... Is is this this is all based on interest rates, right? It's because the interest rates, or is it because everything else happened first, and then the interest rates were that final, like okay, and I can't also do this. Well,
0: it's the, 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 the second one is interest rates. Yeah, okay. The first one he had a failed business. So yep. But we've we're having other ones as well. Like I've got a, another one right now, where again. He's got a property. He didn't lock in the mortgage. He's got, he and his wife, his wife's fine, but he's trying to keep a property and his property is their pairing variable. Yeah. They're, they're, and so his income, um, he makes very good income. He, he's taking home over five grand a month uh, net, but his mortgage is 5,200. Yeah. Then on top of that, you've got your strata and your property tax. So and food, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and 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 so you hold it. How are you yeah. going to make this? And he's adamant; he wants to keep the property. Um, I, I'm sort of struggling. How are you affording this?
2: What is the breaking point for people? Because I would assume most people you talk to, they will do everything possible to keep the property,
0: they, or they people, want
2: to. They want yeah, to yeah. at least. The,
0: most, most people, um, I hate to say it, wait too long. Yeah. Uh, and something happens—a CPL is, uh, or a judgment, or something happens. What does with,
2: CPL stand for?
0: Uh, Certificate Certificate of, pending of pending litigation. Okay, gotcha. Or a judgment. Okay. Uh, a a property—you're—you're—you're you're, you're getting to a point where you've now got properties uh, uh, that your property is being now yeah. jeopardized. Gotcha. And it—it's a wake-up call. Or something is—the other wake-up call is the pending mortgage renewal. Yeah. <laughs> something is forcing the issue. People, I hate to say it, are not proactive. No. And, and um I'm not saying we're that's necessarily uh bad thing, but it is when it's when you can see it coming. It's like a freight train coming and saying, Oh, I've got plenty of time to walk across the street.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and
0: After I, a certain point, that freight train's a little too close to walk.
2: And in this situation where you know the income's good but the mortgage payment's high plus everything else have they owned that property for a long time so they have equity in it and they could sell it and they would they be okay? Or is it like they bought it a year ago and-
0: Well, it depends on the party. Sure. Some, most of the parties we're seeing didn't buy in the last year. A lot of them are sitting on good equity. Okay. So we, we go through it and we say, you know what? We're sell the property, you really don't need us. And that's usually where we end it, And okay. we refer it out to Steve or for or it, depending on who, if they've got realtors, et cetera. Right. But what I'm gonna say at the same time um, a lot of people don't want to use talk to Steve. They want to keep that town mm. property.
2: I don't want to talk to Steve normally either.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're a good judge of character. <laughs> they, they
0: they 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 just they're here to keep the property. Yeah. Meanwhile, their debts, their unsecured debt, is accumulating at unbelievable rates. Is it Be- mostly
2: credit cards that is putting people in this situation? C-
0: credit cards and lines of credit. People are are keeping what they're keeping. The other thing, which is terrible, is car loans. Car loans have are, are gotten ridiculous. They're, they're number one, overpaying for the car. Right. Because cars have gone ridiculously priced. Uh, and and then there a lot of people aren't qualifying because they're, let's say, self-employed or whatever. They don't get the best rate. So we see a lot of car loans in the 10, 12 is the low side. We've wow. seen them as high as 24% car loans. And you think about it, are you kidding? Crazy. But people need that car. Without the car, they don't work. So... Do I mean certain places um, are are, are, they they need that vehicle? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So on those type of situations where the person's making good income and a lot of debt, we do a proposal where where we're saying we're going to restructure the party. They'll and you're you're basically saying I'm going to you know if you've got two hundred grand worth of debt we're restructuring at 40 cents of the dollar or whatever the advertisement out there is you can do 20 cents of the dollar uh no it is true we've really we've done under so and
2: creditors agree to that
0: well you, you have to look at the circumstances each one you can't use one picture on everybody what you have to be doing is saying well hold it what is your circumstance what is now going on and making that decision. Is it almost like if the creditor sees went on, that it's own circumstance
2: that there's no hope that they're going to get it, they'll take the 20 cents. But if they see more hope, they'll take the 40 or 50 cents. Is that?
0: Well, no, usually if they see more, they'll, so we'll, a, a good one I'm dealing with right now, a guy at a failed business again, um, he's now employed, got a good income, making like 120 as an employee. So yeah. it's, he's got a strong income, uh, but he's gone through a marriage, he's paying child support, he's paying this, okay. he's paying that. And the end result is he can only afford so much. Um, his debts are over two hundred and fifty, And CRA, one of the biggest ones, came in and said, we want more. And I looked at the budget and I said, well, hold it. Everything's almost fixed here. His rent's fixed. Right. His insurance is fixed. His car payment's fixed. His child support's fixed where you know his telephone's fixed is you know where where do you see is he not supposed to eat right (laughs) and 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 you have these negotiations and literally you browbeat each other back and forth until you get to an uh uh, exceptions um you have to be creative and you have to work with CRA and they do their due diligence and if we haven't done ours, we look stupid. So what I'm going to say is, is when you're picking a trustee, make sure they're going to do their due diligence and ask them, what are you going to do for your due diligence? Cause they're representing. And it's really embarrassing for the trustee to say, Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, uh, and because then the CRA is going to look at it and say, well, what did, what did you really do when you, did you just write up a piece of paper and give it to us? You know, yeah, why did you do this? So, it's, it helps to do the analysis ahead of that. We do our analysis before we ever present to CRA. Right. We know what we're going to say.
2: So it's like, is it now like a Zoom call with CRA and yeah. you're, no? no? No. Phone call? No. No.
0: They, they, you, you file. Facts. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I hate to say it. They don't do Zoom. They, really? don't, they, they don't do emails. CRA is a closed box. Uh, and uh, ever since for privacy and, and security reasons, you fax.
2: And, oh, so you, you fax it over, and then yeah,
0: okay. and, and um, you—they take time to process. Uh, it's nothing fast, and then uh, often they do their analysis. They're going to do the review. They're going to look through at bank statements. They're going to do etc. So if they don't get notification quickly, right, then they're going to ask for an adjournment. Then you go into further negotiations. So it's, it's not a boom process.
2: But at some point, you're, ta- you're you're not talking on the phone with someone from the CRA? Sure we are. Oh, you are. But okay. if that takes, you don't, when you first call them,
0: we don't know who we're going to talk to. Because uh-huh. the collector is not the party we're going to talk to. It gets moved from the collector to the insolvency division okay. of CRA. And the insolvency division guys, they know the act. They know what their mandate is. And even when they know what they want to do, they have to then go to their team later to get the final answer. Yeah. And sometimes the, you'll have the officer saying, this is a good proposal. I'll bring it. And the team leader will say no. So, so it, there's no guarantee. Wow. And
1: so the, effici- the efficiency there is there was a breach at the CRA in emails like oh, a they, decade ago yeah. or more. And now it's it, they've never gone back. It's all like literally fax or phone call. That's right. Every step.
0: And, and crazy. So, you know, when you talk about email, no. Uh, and when the worst thing is with the pandemic, they're all so... Guess what? You're faxing to CRA office, yeah. but they're all working at home. So they go in once a week to pick up their email. Oh, gosh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, CRA, but- uh, Is there uh, not a way to move this to the 21st century That's private. That, that, that there's enough privacy that people are happy with it?
0: That's CRA security levels that yeah. they've got to make that decision. Yeah. We, we can't make that decision. Right, right. I've actually, uh, it's funny, and, and you'll laugh at this, but I wanted to get something fast- because I knew she was going to come into the office on Tuesdays. Yeah. So I said, okay, how can I get it there quickly? And she said, well, mail it in. And I said, well, can I drive it in to CRA? And, and that way, just sort of like they do a mail delivery, I'm going to do it. She said, no. <laughs> and I said, no? What do you mean? They
2: don't have like a box
0: and, outside? And, you can and like- no, they don't. They do for a courier. So instead, I had to courier it to her. And I did, I had to do it overnight because I had to get it there quickly because I wanted to get the Tuesday and it was a, a Monday. So we get it there and she gets the stuff and away we go. But if I hadn't, it would be a week later. Wow. And meanwhile, the act and everything else, there's timelines. So, so not
2: only are the people that are going through this very stressed out and worried, and not to say that they didn't put themselves in that position and, and that was their own decisions. But it's also just like a slow-moving process to hear anything back from when timelines and yeah, it'll be like just a terrible. But this is
0: what we do, uh, and I'm I'm assuming any good trustee out there, licensed trustee, is doing. We explain this whole process beforehand, yeah, and we tell them beforehand what to expect, and we we tell them as well that we're going to be handling it and we're going to get you involved when we need to. So don't expect us to be calling you uh, day-to-day updates. Some people still want literally day-to-day updates, and we're not really giving them day-to-day because we're not getting it day-to-day. Sure, you got nothing to say. um, But they realize after a short time that, okay, we go. Majority of trustees, uh, when they put proposals through, I I would hope, believe that a proposal can be negotiated. I only put through proposals that I believe are valid. Yeah. If I think it's garbage, I won't even do it mm. because it's wasted my time, and I'm. It's wasted their time. It's it's sort of like who we kidding? Mm. So I I won't I won't bother doing a proposal that I don't believe it.
2: Is there um like uh like other trustees and you guys all know each other and you're like did you get this file did you get this file because they're all trying well we won't they jump, you name can't names. technically talk about it. We, okay. Well, the
0: similarities. Definitely, uh, yeah. people shop, trustees. Yeah, of course. Uh, and I'm, I'm, the, the problem, will, I will say, with a proposal is any trustee can tell you anything they want that, oh, we'll get this through, but realize he's not the one or she's not the one who's going to make that decision, it's the creditors. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's where a lot of people, when they advertise that we can do this at 20 cents the dollar, and they I get this phone call, is it true we can do it at 20 cents on the dollar? I say, well, first thing, I need to review your situation. Then I'll comment. Yeah. Yeah. I've done some at 13,
1: but at the same time, the circumstances were such that it made sense. Right. So what's, what's the process if someone right now is out there and they are in tough and they're sweating and they're having trouble either making their payments or, or they're choosing to pay their mortgage rather than their credit cards or whatever, what do they do? So they would connect with someone like you. They just, phone up your office and say, Hey, this is my situation. And we set up a consultation and that's kind of how it starts. Yeah, you start off.
0: I believe the worst thing you can have is a lot of unknowns. Mm. It's highly stressful when you've got unknown after unknown after unknown. So our initial meeting is to go through, understand the situation and now give the information so they know what to expect. And they're making now a much more informed choice of how to proceed. Right. And we review their various options. And sometimes we refer them out to a credit counseling society or we'll refer them out to saying that you, all you really need to do is a restructuring proposal uh, or you what you need to do is just restructure it yourself personally by selling off things or work with your lawyer on this or, your, you know, etc. So there we go through various options. A lot of people... Are blessed, I'll call it, with the fortunate situation that their property has gone up hugely in the last five years, mm. and so they are. A lot of them are sitting on good equity. They're just cash poor, yeah. and and the worst thing is, is their cash poor situation is rapidly getting worse because they're paying their their mortgage and they're paying everything else. Meanwhile, their credit cards are going up at a very quick rate, often. 10, 12, 18%.
1: So real estate doesn't sound like it's a major problem other than the fact that people that are on variables at this point in time, it doesn't sound like real estate is, is actually the solution a lot of times. Yep. Um, But if you had to rank right now, you've mentioned auto loans, you've mentioned credit cards, and you've mentioned business. Which one of those generally will put people in the worst spot? Like what's number one for like, this is the majority of people I see. This is what caused them to go down this road.
0: Oh, I, I, failed business is, is two things. Number one, you've got your personal guarantees and director's liabilities. Mm. But more than that, you're not out of a job.
2: Right. Because mm. <laughs> that <laughs> so was, you're,
0: yeah. you're You're often now going, like not many people instantly bounce back into a well-paying job. A lot of self employed have trouble jumping to, especially if you've been, you know, self-employed for years. Unemployed, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Uh, 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 Self-employed for years, now jumping to employment, a a lot of employers are going to be saying, well, do I, you know, is this guy right? Is he going to just jump with me for a short time? Or uh, who's the boss here, et cetera, et cetera. It depends on who it is. Um, It depends on the trade as well. Uh, Some people do really well. Right now, the trades, as in electricians and carpenters and et cetera, they're making very good money. Yeah. And those guys who were contractors are able to flip quite well and they're doing well. So it depends on the industry. But um, the, meanwhile, that is a big effect because often they were taking out more than they could for from the company. Right. So they're paying, they're the CEOs. So they deserve a high income. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they're, they're they, they, they take, they've gotten used to a good lifestyle and good income. Mm-hmm. And now their new income Uh, And often they weren't paying their taxes either on that income, so they've gotten into this situation where um, it's 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 a big change.
1: This episode of the Tom Story Show is brought to you by the Story Team at Royal Page Signature, Royal Page Signature in Toronto, Ontario. That's Tom right there. If you are looking to buy or sell any real estate in downtown Toronto, uh, unfortunately my friend Tom here is probably one of your best options. I know he's sure young and good looking or whatever. But yeah, he is one of the best real estate agents in Toronto. So if you're looking specifically downtown, because that's where these young hipster type kids like to buy and sell their condos. This is the guy that you should probably be in touch with. But Tom, you also do sell other types of properties, correct? Like if I had, I don't know, a single family home in the city of Toronto, would you take my listing? Yeah, you know, it's, that's probably about... Anything. All right, all right. I don't need you to keep... No, no, no. This is my commercial read. Uh, if I had a semi-detached, would that work? We certainly do that, yes. All right. And if I wanted to buy a property, you would help me with that? Certainly. All right. And then if that was the case and I wanted to reach out to you, how would I do it? What you would do,
2: Stephen is you would go into the first link in the description and there's going to be a link to book a call with me and my team and you can click it and you can book a call with us at a time that works
1: for you. Now, I don't want to ignore the other half of our audience, which is real estate agents. So in the event that you are a real estate agent outside of Toronto, or maybe you are a realtor in toronto and you just don't want the work tom would also love your referrals so you can reach out to tom right now by using the link in the description below and booking a call with him at a time that works best for you now tom there's one more thing we need to say before this is over what's that this communication is not intended to cause or induce breach of any Agency. No, I screwed that up. Oh, I was so close. This communication is not intended to cause or induce breach of any. You said induced breach. I induced. <laughs> this communication is not intended to cause or induce breach. There we go. Of any existing agency agreement. And now back to the show.
2: Would it snowball from the business fails? And then when the business was starting to not do well, they were maxing out the credit cards and then they had the car loan for the business. So it's kind of like.
1: All it, it's a, there, it, it but is, that's- snowballing, right?
2: Yeah.
0: It is a, a snowballing effect, but often we're seeing the personal, like the ones I'm dealing with right now, surprisingly, they have no real debt personally. It's mm-hmm. all their corporate. The problem is they've got personal guarantees. Guarantees on, on it. Yeah. Uh, or, or not all the debt, but a good portion. Yeah. So that's one big thing. Another the one we see is often a, a separation or a matrimonial fight. And suddenly you've got- two households, two, two high rents, two, uh, expenses and property, you know, suddenly now paying spousal support back and forth and childcare and et cetera, et cetera. So they, there's, you might say their cost of living just went way up. Yeah. And now they can't service their debt.
1: We're seeing that a ton. We're seeing where you have a divorce. And maybe it's 18, they've been in it for a long time in the house and it's $1,800 a month mortgage payment. And then they both go to rent and it's it's like $3,200 each per month. And then they're like, what is.
0: Yeah. They're worse off. Yeah. So we've got couples right now who are actually staying in properties together. Staying so-called, I'll take the down half, you take the up half and we're separated.
2: Wow. Uh,
0: And and I don't even know if CRA will allow that. Because it, it does say you have to have two two separate residences. Uh, Don't worry, when upzoning
1: yeah.
2: comes in a few months, we can... Yeah, we just <laughs> spoke
1: to Ravi Callan and they're going to let you divide those into separate residences now legally too. So it'll Well, be...
0: yeah, I, I would be scared with that because if you legally start changing things, that's one more tracking for CRA to hit the taxes. <laughs> so realize what you're doing. Yeah. Um, the more information you give out there to the government, do realize they can use it as well.
1: And we'll use it against you. Um,
0: well, they're I, already looking at it for property tax. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, for If you've got multiple parties in one household, you're making heavier use on the infrastructure, utilities, etc. Yeah, we should charge you higher. Mm-hmm. And, and and there's been talk about that for the longest time. I don't know how much they've actually implemented it.
1: What we're seeing right now with like, so you have Surrey, Langley, all these different area delta, they all treat suites differently. Right. The city level right now are hands off on suites. I know. They're because just like, there's they, no pressure to like crack down on legalization. Of because everybody's having, there's a housing crisis yeah. and they'd look bad. But after a while, it's like, is that a looming time bomb? Well, the CRA just went after, what was it last week? Shopify, right? Because they're going, look at all these little businesses, right? Like the... But there's a good thing we're, our 12 cents a, a week we're getting off of doing this podcast from YouTube, like that's all running through the taxes. Yeah, my right? tax like, number's there. So it's like there's all these little influencer side of things mm-hmm. that I think that they're going to start coming after next. Like Shopify is just, you set up your own. I don't even, I don't, it's like
2: a website that, platform. You can easily sell stuff, but CRA's yeah. come to them and said, you need to give us all the information for all About the people who's that... been selling stuff on your yeah. website because
1: yeah. those are all individual businesses. And how many of those do you think are actually filing tax? Uh, CRA's got an appetite to collect right now. Well,
0: there's a a gentleman I'm dealing with right now who he, during the pandemic, he had too much time in his hands. So he started using, what is it called? eBay where he'd buy and sell things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, he he was buying and selling things sometimes six, seven times a week. Then it became six, seven times a day. Mm -hmm. And he got into playing cards or, or, you know, like a, a Gretzky card, sure, a yeah, card. yeah, yeah. But then he got into the Pokemon. Then he yeah, got into yeah. various other things. Yeah. Anyway, who's trying this? Is he making money?
2: Is that a yeah? Is that a business or is that a hobby? Even
0: if it's a hobby, if you're making money, yeah. CRA wants to know about it. Yeah. And so, so I, it, a lot of things the CRA doesn't know about because nobody's
1: telling them. Mm. But they, as they get more and more information. um, and that's why they're going straight to something like Shopify, because yeah, they have all the information. Because they're like, "Hey, give us." They have everything.
2: the sales records of everything. Well,
0: eBay would probably have the similar yeah. issues, and say with you know PayPal, think mm-hmm. of all the things people use through PayPal yeah. to buy and sell things.
1: Great.
2: Um, hmm. um, I wanted to ask yeah. you about something that we haven't brought up yet, but on the housing side of things, we talked a lot about the variable rates. Are we good on time? I have no idea what time. Yeah, is. we
1: got. We're forty-five in.
2: Okay, perfect. So. There is two types of variable rates. There are adjustable variable rates that, when Bank of Canada goes up or goes down, your payment automatically changes. And then there are static variable rates, which pushes more of your payment to interest until you're all interest and you hit the trigger rate. And, and then fall. you have to go again. Now that that a lot of what we've seen in our comment section is the only thing propping up the housing market right now. Why we haven't seen more foreclosures is the statics. Is the statics? Yeah, I agree. Thoughts on that? Is that because uh, yeah. the amortizations are just being pushed? There. Well,
0: this is what. I went over with his gentleman, who's paying the, you know, over five thousand dollar a month. Yeah, his is a, a, a static, and, and when I worked out how much is actually going to principal, Smart. it was under two hundred bucks. Yeah, and I, I, I said, "Are you kidding? Yeah, I mean, that's just terrible." Yeah, <laughs> um, he could turn around and rent for. Uh, call it 3000
2: less than yeah yeah
0: so he would have an instant saving on top of that he wouldn't be paying property tax on top of that he wouldn't be paying strata mm. so i i've been trying to say are you sure you want to continue paying this because we don't know when these interest rates are going to stop so what's the hesitation they just they don't want to lose the paralysis their you know it's you know it's my home people fall in love with their home yeah they 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 they're, they're as my father, who was a builder at one time, he said the biggest problem people do is fall in love with a home. They 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 should be looking at it. Is we all want a nice home. We all want to do the best, but it at a point that shouldn't be the factor. You should say what makes sense. Yeah. And people instead just the home. Mm-hmm. They put way too much. And and like I said, you've seen it. You've seen many of the clients I've shown you where their their mortgage is somehow always paid, yet they're a hundred grand in debt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what they're doing is paying every. They're scrambling from everyone to make this make.
2: You know, most of the examples you've given so far, uh, their current salary or what they earn is actually pretty good. So it, it's not just that like people that are making, you know, under the poverty line of of income. We, we are, don't actually see. It's mostly people that make six figures that I'm hearing that are the ones in the most trouble. Like well, in the most trouble.
0: It it it, it could be um, a mixture. I do not advertise on. I I don't go after I see uh the everyday uh party who's going through Google. You right. you if you go through yeah, Google, yeah. yes, I've got a website. Sure, but you don't see my paid per click ads. So those parties are going to the bigger parties who are doing anything and everything files. Gotcha. Um so I'm I'm I've got a different clientele. Okay. Uh, most of my parties are referrals. Yep. Um most of my parties are uh, or f- referrals from either lawyers, accountants, uh, somebody who knew me. And I was going to say, time. it's
1: not from their friends and family. It's not like, oh, I just went through a bankruptcy. Well, because yeah, it's, it's like, it's at, well, it's sometimes? Is it really? Yeah. Like,
2: are they talking about that at a barbecue? They're like, oh, I've got a guy that can help you. Like, because yeah. well, I feel like
1: I just ref- had a file that way. Really? Where
0: it was a past bankrupt. He'd gone to a barbecue. He was talking to another. <laughs> no, it, it's true. The yeah. guy uh, is one of these project managers for the big you know, multi high rise project. And these, this guy had always been self-employed project Mm. manager. That's why he came to me. He he hadn't paid taxes forever. So self-employed a lot of times taxes is the problem. Mm. So he was meeting up with another contractor who now was employed, but he still had $180,000 tax debt. Right. So they've came to us. We negotiate with CRA. He's in a proposal.
2: Because I feel like most people keep that so close to the chest and hide it and pretend it's not a thing until it gets to the point that it's so bad that they have to do something. So that's why I was kind of making that joke because I feel like, you know, you're at a barbecue. It's like, oh, yeah, I like Steve as my realtor. You should talk to him. That's like a casual conversation. But like, you're correct. People do,
0: as I used to say, they'll talk about almost anything before they'll talk about their finances. Yeah. And that is true. However, a lot of times... Uh, if it's a close friend or someone you're working for and you can see they're struggling sure. and you can hear them getting these phone calls and they're ignoring them yeah. and they're, or, or quickly hanging up, you can say to them, hey, you know what? You might want some advice. Yeah. And, and they're, they're not getting too much push. Uh, almost all uh, licensed insolvency trustees offer a free initial consultation. So it's good information and then you make a decision.
2: That's what I was actually just thinking as you're talking before is that if someone's going through these very very hard financial times, how do you guys get paid? We're we're we're
0: paid depending on the file. Okay. And the complexity of the file. And then there's what is called a tariff that sets our rates for if it's a what a cons, consumer pro, uh, bankruptcy yeah. or consumer proposal. Uh, those are smaller files. Okay. And then when you get into a bigger debts which I like to do is it, it, is the harder stuff. Sure. More complicated. Your rate structure completely changes.
2: Are you paid on percentage of?
0: It depends on how you. Okay. So CRA often wants to know at the end of the day, what are we truly going to get? So I often use a formula to mm-hmm. say, here's what the formula is, and here's what we're going to get. Gotcha. And they like to know that rather than have this unknown what is your fee and it's going to cost us unknown.
2: So, wait, so the CRA is
0: paying you? So, indirectly. So, a, a, an example, a person will pay in $150,000 proposal to get rid of 600 grand debt. Okay. Um, sure. So, it sounds like 25 cents in the dollar. But what happens, 150 over 600 is 25 cents in the dollar. So, what would happen there is our fees would be coming out of the 150. So, let's say our fees, I'm just, as yeah. an example, were 25. Then the creditors were really getting 125. To 600. the six hundred, the the party Got is it. not paying us, and the, I get it. They're yeah. paying in one lump, and we're from that lump.
2: No, in that scenario, they pay off that big debt, and you know they get it on twenty five cents of the dollar, or what, or whatever it is. It, just like fill me on this, because I'm just curious. If does that mean that that they're not declaring bankruptcy? or are they far they're not past- declaring bankruptcy? So, and I, I'm thinking out loud here. Someone that is going forward in life and wants to take risks and here's that hey even if i get in the worst case scenario i can oh, only no. pay 25 it, cents on the dollar and not declare bankruptcy like that's where my mind's going cuz some it, people it like no, it doesn't sound that bad it isn't so
0: as i as i tell people all the time if you negotiate a proposal yeah and this is a contract and everybody's agreed it, the proposal is really a contract Yeah. once you've agreed to the contract if your income goes higher and you want to work three jobs and and make money Guess what? The contract hasn't changed. You'll just have an easier time Hmm. fulfilling that contract.
2: So it's not as terrifying as- No,
0: proposal. uh, I I had a guy pre-pandemic who was a, um, he was in the railroads and he was good income, already in the railroads. But during the crisis, his income went up like 35%. And, And so he had nothing but ability to pay off. I had another guy who was a realtor. Well, guess what? During the, you know, the not market.
2: Those idiots. Yeah, no, no. Another guy.
0: That realtor was coming in and paying in huge amounts of money because the, during the pandemic, the real estate the went market crazy yeah. and he was making deals after deals and paying down his proposal. So he was paying down his proposal faster. He's, he's struggling now because the market's slower. But what I'm saying is, is he is still maintained well and he's ahead. Yeah. So you can actually... In a sense, pay in advance your proposal so that if you have a lull, you can actually draw back. Hmm. It depends on how you t- draft your proposal. So again, this is where the, tr- the trustee, the-, the licensed trustee you're going to, read the wording. Some parts use what I call a template and almost the same wording for every proposal. Hmm. And I'm going to say, well, depending on your complexity, you might want to see another trustee. Right. You should be really looking and saying, what is the terms I want? And they're going to fit me And what clauses do we really want in there? CRA will insist on certain clauses, but even those clauses can be negotiated. Mm. And I negotiate them all
1: the time. And something that it needs to be pointed out when, from my understanding anyway, and would be relevant to us, is if you do file a proposal and you file a bankruptcy, trying to get a new mortgage is, is basically the same thing. Yeah, right. it, so you're it's not, equally yeah. yeah, so you're okay. not, it's not okay. like you can just file a proposal and then go out and buy a new home, right? Like but I
0: will something. say, if I may, if you're in a proposal and you've already got a mortgage, because you've already got sure. the mortgage, it's just renewing it. And it's right. not much trouble. Hmm. People do it all the time. Hmm. In fact, even in a bankruptcy, if you've already got the mortgage and you go to renew it, yeah. not much problem, as long as you've made your payments and you qualify. But do you know what I'm saying? People
2: need to get to you or talk to someone like you before it gets really bad that it's so far gone that the, the, the proposal will get people to a place faster to find a solution than if they just let this well, drag on.
0: Again, you need to – a lot of people want to have it all. I'm going to say that's the problem. And if you get your debts too high uh, and you've got too much assets, it's just not going to work. Yeah. You're, you're going to lose something. Uh, and sometimes I would be saying, you know what? If your cost of living has gone from literally in the example I just said, five grand plus strata plus uh, your property tax, call it almost six grand a month, mm-hmm. versus renting at three. Do you really want to keep that property? I
2: look, get. I guess you got to do the it, numbers it, on it, if you're on a static it, variable, you don't because <laughs> you're paying no principal. It, I wonder how much principal you're paying on a. You I, know, it it, just, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: You no, know, you you have to look at the yeah. numbers. But what I'm saying is is. It's really hard. And a lot of people are of the opinion, I buy this home in, yes, it may not go up this year, but it will go up in the next year. And it's going to go up. It's going to go up. I, I hear this all the time. I mean, that's
2: the what the past has t- taught us, but we don't know what the future looks if, like.
0: If you look at a 25-year, uh, very correct. Yeah, But if you actually look at like what we bid in 94 yeah. till 2000, we didn't go up at all.
2: Yeah. Mm. And then it went. And,
0: and then it, yeah. but what happened is interest rates dropped Yeah, from 9% to like, at we thought great rates at six and a half. Yeah. And then it dropped again to four. Then it dropped to three. Mm-hmm. And so power of money meant prices go up. Yeah, and, you
1: know, it, now it's on the other side of things. Now it's like, even though rates are high, we're going to funnel in. Uh, last year, a million people. Yeah. It's going to put a same kind of restriction on Which is strict in a sense,
0: because this is where I come back to. The cities have not anticipated this. Mm -hmm. So already we're having, you know, uh, Surin Memorial uh, Hospital or other hospitals where you can't even get in. Mm. We've got a problem with doctors. We've got a problem with schools. We've got a problem with it. So people are flooding in, causing this huge market, but the infrastructure isn't withholding. No. And, and so we're going like, hold it. Is this really the community I thought I was buying into? Do you, yeah. Do you, do you no, mean? I get it. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and what's really changing is Vancouver itself, how they're changing the corridors and they're changing, you know, the new SkyTrain. Yeah. And they, you've heard the new development over by Jericho. And all these things are changing. I know you don't know the city, but what I'm saying is yeah. the city makeup is changing. Mm-hmm. The very fact that they've changed uh the housing structure from being a, a single family home to now multiplex
2: yeah.
0: uh and it has changed the development. Which
2: sounds like a good idea on the surface because it will bring more inventory, but then do we have the infrastructure for it exactly. S- Steve's just gonna be like, where's everyone gonna park? Well not <laughs> only where where's
0: everybody gonna park, but it, it's the, the 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 prices have gotten so high yeah. that a lot of shops can't make it. Yeah, There was a, a article the other day where a person did a bike shop and everybody's biking nowadays, mm-hmm. but they couldn't afford to pay the workers huh. mm-hmm. the wages that w- were needed for those guys to come in. They said, well, I, I've got to come in from Langley to work at this bike shop and you're only paying me 25 bucks an hour. Right. I'll work in Langley
2: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: and I'll save the time. So yeah. they're shutting down because they, so you're you're having these areas where the cost is so high that the services that you want in those areas won't be there. Hmm. And it's kind of scary. Yeah, Like, what did I move into? An area that's changing. A a real good example of that is actually UBC is growing. I know you don't know. No, I
2: know UBC. UBC
0: has grown from when I was there, 25,000, to now, what, over 100? I have no idea. It's it's growing huge. Wow. But outside of just on the other side of UBC was what I call a Point Gray area, which there used to be all these, everybody used to use UBC, used to go there for their services. Okay. UBC's now got its own little little city almost. I see. And guess what? That area has died. Hmm. So you've got these multi million dollar homes in an area in Point Gray where you've got really no services in that area. You got to drive. And, and, and or... it's tra- changing, but it's really changed where the people are going like, what do I do? The Safeway even moved out of there. I mean, as yeah. a, you know, so there's like, hey, what would I have as services here? And, and it's changing, and and this is what's happening all over. We're seeing it, and it's it's kind of scary because what are you getting?
2: It's yeah, I mean, on both sides, it's like one. Not side all of- pessimism. I'm no, just saying yeah.
0: <laughs> it's so. It, it, we're we're in a really evolving, and with if we have this many people, what is another five hundred thousand this year?
1: It's five hundred a year now.
0: Yeah, so. Those parties yeah. are going to uh, create extra demand and ho- either prices rise, which we all don't want inflation, mm-hmm. but if you've got all this extra demand that keeps prices going higher, that means interest rates aren't going lower.
1: Right. So you're, 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 Interesting. You're, you're,
0: I do not see. Or not back to anywhere close to. Well, you know. there are two. So those 2% number they talk about. Yeah. Inflation rate, yeah, not not in the next probably four years, in my opinion, or, or more in Canada. Uh, certainly not in in the BC area. Right, uh, we, we've just got too much
2: demand for everything. So, what's your? I guess we'll we'll put a bow on it to wrap this up in terms of like, <laughs> what's your ten year outlook for housing in BC? I I see um, right now a.
0: Uh, 224, 225 uh, uh, area where you're going to see a lot of pain. A lot of people are going to be turning around. Their wages haven't gone up. Yeah, uh, They're already pushing through higher property tax. They're pushing through other things, and people will have to renew their mortgages. Right now, people are not having to renew. So I think a lot of product will come on uh, where people are going to say, well, hey, what am I doing? The other thing is a lot of baby boomers are saying, hold it, is this the city I want to retire in? Right. And- I'm at the baby boomer. You're not there yet, but what I'm saying is, is I'm at the age where I'm going like, hold it, I'm going to retire. Where am I going to live, and what services do I want? Yes, I want medical. Yes, I want. What do you think there. you're going to do? I, I'm still figuring that yeah. out. I, I love the city, but at the same time, I want the things I want. Yeah, you know, uh, so I'm I'm sort of looking at it, saying what what makes sense. Mm-hmm. But you also have to look at it, saying what can I afford? Yeah, your my income's going to drop. Yeah. So you've got to be able to say, what can I afford? And this is why the island has boomed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For twenty since twenty sixteen, all the way. I mean, we're moving retirees, boomers, just out.
0: Yeah. They're they're they, they can't, they're all leaving. Yeah. yeah. So it's it, it, but the the demographic of retirees is huge.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: So. And a lot of those parties, everybody's uh, talked about this idea that they'll pass it down. The baby boomers will pass it to their kids. Well, if they're going to live longer, they may say, well, you know what? If you've seen what the cost of uh, long-term care is at sometimes 10000 a month or more, depending on what needs you are, um, they may not want to pass it down.
2: Right? They may say, yeah. you know
0: what? I'm, I'm going to keep this nest egg of mine uh, because, uh, yes, I can rent and and take my... 2 million dollars like my parents they sold their place they're renting now and the money they made off their home they're investing or I'm investing for gotcha. them and they're actually making more than they're off their investment than they are to pay the rent
2: that sounds pretty good
0: so they're they're doing just
2: fine but they were able to do that because they bought a house that went well, up my right? parents are in, in the, you
0: know late 80s yeah. and 90s yeah. so so it it they they've had a huge appreciation yeah
2: I get, okay, final question here, I promise. I know we're going late just really quick. No, we're just at an hour. We're a good. lot of what we talked about today was the how housing has either put people in tough situations or helped you know, them get out of tough.
0: I'd say in the last ten years, it's been actually a benefit.
2: It's been a benefit to people that go through mostly okay definitely. now, do you deal also with people that are renting in very tough situations oh, yeah, all
0: the time and is it just? It's the rents. The rents in BC have gone crazy. Yeah, and, and you know that. Oh, it's yeah, it's probably same, same in it's the Same. It's okay. the same. So the rents here, um, not only are they high, but they're they're going up faster yeah. than their cost of living uh, or their 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 income. Yep. And people are now multi people in one residence is now common. Yep. And, and so it's affordability. It's cost of living is not keeping up, and then when you start to now get um, our, our taxes and then our fuel costs. Uh, my assistant just came back from Alberta. Oh yeah, it's a dollar thirty four to fill up there.
1: We were just having that. It's like, In it's Toronto, like a, it's a buck fifty, and here it's two bucks.
0: Yeah, like why are we so high? I don't get. And it.
1: I thought we were high until I came here. <laughs> I yeah. forgot, like no, but it, it's just
0: staggeringly high. Yeah. So meanwhile, so the guy who's driving. Joe uh employee uh normal job, let's say making 40, 50 grand a year, they're I hate to say it, in this town with the cost of everything, they're struggling. Yeah. Because the cost of living is too high. Yeah. And so we are seeing those. Uh, and we will do a proposal or a bankruptcy or whatever necessary. A lot of people are just finding it, they're not making it. So if those people are never making it, they're always living. Even if we restructure them, they're still living at, at, at really paycheck to paycheck existence because of the cost of living here.
2: That's what I was thinking is because the people that have the homes, you can sell the house and if you had equity in it, you're okay coming out of this bad situation. But if you were renting this whole time, you come out of it, it's like, okay, I got out of it, but still- I'm, I'm no better off. It's author, tough. Right? I'm That's still so tough. struggling.
0: And we're, we're we're there's a lot of people who've never owned real estate because they never had the down payment, yeah. never had the higher incomes- and you need a higher income now.
2: Yeah. To even qu- to qualify.
0: Yeah, well, also get the down payment. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 10% down on a million dollars? 100,000 bucks. Yeah. And a million dollars doesn't buy you much.
2: No, if you go over a million, <laughs> if you go over a million, you have to put 20% down anyway.
0: So. so what I'm saying is yeah. it gets pretty ugly quickly. Um and there actually was my wife loves to point out but there there is articles put out the same thing has happened to, to san francisco That's uh, san francisco yeah. that's now happening to toronto mm-hmm. and th- literally the the middle class has been gutted from those cities and it's now happening the same thing in toronto and vancouver and you're sort of going like well is it really can we make a difference how can you change it but the thing is is if there's the demand there
2: yeah if the demand side doesn't get sorted out nothing's going to change here well the
0: the the the, the the government also interference to some, degree. I think they mean the best, mm-hmm. but sometimes it actually spurs on at worse. Mm-hmm. And I, I was telling Steve this, when they changed the rules of zoning for a property so you could go multiplex for, uh-huh, literally week after that, all the properties I'd been sort of, I just keep a yeah. look at, were all sold and now multiplex are going in there. Whereas they weren't being sold as a single family home. Yeah. But, but now, now the guy could say, "Okay, I can now do it four, yeah. <laughs> four times as much." The use went up, and yeah, so yeah. they've actually just increased the cost uh, of living out
1: there. And it is it seems to be every time the government comes to help, they,
0: they well, they mess they, it up, and I, I applaud them in some ways to look at the things, but at the same time. I think they're looking at it with almost tunnel vision. They're not saying what's the repercussions of all yeah. this. What's the ripple on yeah. the yeah? All the developers loved it when they pushed through this. They yeah. instantly said, Gotcha. <laughs> we love it. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, look at you know and I know, all along the SkyTrain route, everything that could be developed has been. Yeah. Or and is still being developed. Yeah. And people are are, are knocking down properties and putting up these Things and the people who own those properties did very well. Yeah, but the parties coming in are paying high, high rents, high and strata fees. I, I used to be a strata manager uh, or president for four years in our complex, and I can honestly say we managed it well, but costs are going up because your strata insurance has gone through the yeah. roof yeah. and other things have gone through. So you're, you're, you've got this stratas, which are probably the biggest part of the market now.
1: Uh, Oh, they gotta be close. I don't even yeah. know the numbers. Yeah.
0: But stratas are the, I'll, I'll call it, strata managers just can't get people. Right. So they're, they're scrambling for yeah. managers. Yeah. And the end of the result is, is that you're having to pay more to strata and, and strata costs have gone whip, up, up, yeah. up, up, far if, faster than if inflation. If you need a
1: job right now, go become a strata manager. Well, but in in our in our, in our market, we
2: have property management companies that that do the strata. Like yeah. there's people on the board, but then there's property management. Yeah, yeah, so yeah property the managers. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: you can't find a property manager. Oh, right? they exist in Toronto. There's like lots. there's. I think they said uh, BC needs 500 new property managers tomorrow to catch demand. Wow.
0: But we're growing uh, uh, stratas are coming in simply because a single family house is too expensive yeah so stratas have become very
2: very common. randy this was an awesome conversation thank you so much (laughs) like honestly i learned so much i i we had no notes for this and we just talked i think that's really cool that you know it just flowed like that um for anybody i hope anyone watching or listening doesn't have to reach out to you i'll say that first
0: well i'm going to say one thing
2: but if they had to
0: Yes, you can call me. Uh, we we are in the process of winding down our practice, actually. Okay. So uh, I would be still taking on files right now, but what I'm going to be saying is I just as everybody wants to transition yes. to the retirement, I'm in the transition gotcha. phase. So I, I'm
1: picking and choosing my files okay. right now. I thought he was going to say there's no bankruptcies left, so he's going out of business. That's, that's, <laughs> no, 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 no. Real estate uh, put the bankruptcy trustee out of business. Um, that's That's awesome. So you're looking forward to retirement? Uh, I,
0: I'm, I'm actually toying with the idea of doing a career change. Yeah, cool. I'm not sure what, like, I'm, if I'm going to switch, do I go into what? And I'm so sort of playing Clinton, with different areas. Strata manager,
1: I think. real no, estate a real license. Place. He can get it in the next six weeks. <laughs> I know a guy. Yeah. Cool. No,
0: it, it, it'd be different areas, yeah. but I want to have more freedom. I've for years having owned my own business yeah. and that took freedom away.
2: Also, you won't have to look at a fax machine let me try that again fax machine ever again
0: <laughs> oh no i will be I, I still have to deal with cra <laughs> yeah
2: <that's> true yeah. <laughs> um, okay this was awesome thank you everybody for watching on youtube thank you for listening on the audio platforms i hope you have an amazing day and uh, learned a lot today i know i did and we'll talk to you soon bye thank All you right.
1: thank you thanks for any